Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Know who you are, own it, Off and be like, bat. I like you. That's it. And... I mean, I knew I, he was a boob guy, I thought, but... Um, Everyone thought that. Yeah. I got. I was like, I don't even have boobs, so you know what? He's just going to have to you accept me. You do have me. boobs. Your boobs are underrated, I have to say. I the do internet underrates your boobs. I do have C-cut boobs, but they They're don't... big boobs. They don't look like it. They're big bobs, I think. Mm. Well, thank you. I'm tired of the internet hating on your bobs. I'm sick of it. Yeah, stop hating on my bobs. Stop hating on them. They're big, I think. Hello, welcome back to Shit They Don't Tell You. I'm Nikki Limo. Hello, and this is the show where we try something tasty this, and try to and see no. if it works. See if it works. This is where we tell you some shit that they do not tell you, but we will, cause we're trying to we just found do, out we're about it. To just eat things that have um, are plant based. That's no, that's not the show. That's a different show. So if you have any tips, podcast at Nikki Limo. Thanks. Okay, well, that is that is the show. We're actually going to be taking your questions from our email podcast at Nikki.Limo. If you have a question you would like us to answer, podcast at N-I-K-K-I.L-I-M-O. Just a disclaimer, we are not experts, but we will play to the top of our knowledge when we are answering these questions. However, if it is the subject of cryptocurrency, if it is the subject of owning and uh, co-owning an internet lottery, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm your boy. If it is the subject of Eminem, Marshall, Bruce Mathers III, then I'm your boy. Other than that, um, not, not experts. Okay, jumping right into it. We got a Patreon question right off the bat. If you are part of our Patreon, patreon.com slash sticky. First of all, thank you thank for sponsoring you so the show, basically. And also, you get first dibs on questions when we do our Ask Us Anything segments. And this one is, I don't know if they want to be kept anonymous. So we'll name them we'll, by name in first and last. Okay. Uh, his name's Sean, but I don't think he needs to be anonymous. Um, his question is, what is the key to playing the perfect game of mafia as mafia, as cop, as nurse, as townsperson? Found you guys in JK Party and binged all of them. Love you guys and happy to be a new member of the Patreon. So much awesomeness. Thanks for taking the time to read and answer my question. Hello. Welcome. First of all, I love you and welcome. Second of all, Second of all, 
We've never played the perfect game of Mafia. I, get, I every I game I play is that freaking perfect. Game. Every game. I get too wrecked. I can I just say I hate being Mafia. I hate yeah, I hate it too. I, hate I, it too. I don't like being the bad. Guy. I like being the cop because I feel like I can do a good job interrogating yes, people. I love being the cop. That's my favorite the thing role. That some people didn't like that I did on that show, but I love that because I can tell when people are lying. Well, nobody likes a bad cop without a good cop. You gotta have a good cop. I gotta though. have a good cop, but there's usually That's only one it. cop in. Well, in I know, uh, babe, but you know. Yeah. Can't so, yeah, I love being the cop. That's my favorite. But same, same. I don't know. Perfect game? There is no, we don't know. We don't know. I've never played the perfect game. It also I haven't ha- even won a freaking game of Mafia except for, well, I've, I've helped the town people win, of course. You know what I'm obsessed with that is adult Mafia is Please. poker. Exactly. It's exactly I like that. I haven't won as Mafia that I remember, but I probably did, but I don't remember. I've definitely won as Mafia before by convincing Tiff that you were Mafia at the very last. That was like one of the first Mafia games we so played. So perfect. Yeah. I felt really bad though because I hate lying. I know it's rough. I it's really rough. hate it. It's like rough. in poker, I don't really bluff a lot. I know. I just don't like. To, I just don't like it. It makes me feel weird and bad, and like I have to correct the karmic balance. So I've seen people come in and they basically are noobs, and I think that like poker, that's your best shot. Yeah. Like you come in, you don't even know how the game is played, and so you're not stressed out about it. Yeah. I think that's your best that's shot. That's your best shot at yeah, for sure. To beginner, actually try beginner's to answer your luck. question. Because I can't, because I, I, I think I suck it's at like mafia. The more you think about it, the worse you if are. If you're an honest and guilty person, and I'm a I'm a yeah. I was raised Catholic. Yeah, same. It's so hard. It's impossible. You're just too guilty. Already. And even when I'm the townsperson, I feel guilty. Like I, I feel like dude, people think I'm mafia, and now I feel defensive. Before that, even I, I'm guilty when I walk in the room, and my name is Steve Green. I'm guilty already. Yeah, I'm guilty. And before even I was even born, I was I, guilty. Dude, yeah, I'm guilty. I wake up, I get in the shower, I'm guilty already. Yeah, it's over. I already beat you because I said it before I was born. You're in the primordial stage. Like, okay, okay. So calm you, down. Because I went to science. Calm down, nerd. That's where you go when you're in trouble. All right. Thanks for your question. Hey, I hope that, you hope that helped you. Thank we you. are experts at Mafia. Um, okay. This one is titled Getting Over Your First Love, Loving mm. Someone Again? Questions? Hey, Nikki and Steve, here for the vibe, and you guys are cool. Here's the Cliff Notes version of what I'm going through right now. This may be an update on a previous question I've asked, but there is a guy that I fell in love with in college. We grew very close, very fast, but he wanted to stay, quote unquote, friends. Spoiler alert, we were never just friends. He flirted with me for for over six months, and I'm fairly certain he wrote flirty posts about me to an anonymous Facebook page, but that's another story. Anyway, I was kind of annoyed that he wasted my time by leading me on, but I was like, okay, whatever, I'll just move on with my life like I always have in the past. That did not happen. We aren't friends anymore due to some drama and mistakes slash miscommunications on both ends. Even though we never dated, we were close friends for about a month and friendly, friendly acquaintances for like five months, and during that whole time, I was head over heels. I could tell he had some feelings but he was still processing his feelings towards his ex from high school even though things didn't work out we are not on speaking terms anymore and i wake up feeling absolutely heartbroken in the past even guys i dated briefly i have never been in love before i'd never been in love before with them and this was the first time i have felt that intensely for another person and i never even dated this motherfucker in reality there were a lot of ways he sucked but i kept thinking he's a good guy deep down for some reason When we started having issues, he continuously avoided confrontation and refused to talk things out with me because he hated quote unquote drama. And he said I was causing drama and he assumed I was mad at him for some quote reason I created in my mind. Looking back, he was sort of sexist and I'm way out of his league in in more ways than one. He sucked in a lot of ways, but I miss him so much for some reason. Despite him sucking, I hung on to his good qualities. He was there for his friends. He was punctual. He was very friendly. He tried to empathize even though I could tell he wasn't the best at it. We connected so deeply and I thought he was my soulmate, but I realized now that I was probably just super into him and that's what made me feel that way all the time. He is just drilled into my mind, and I wonder if I will ever feel that intense of an emotion again. How did you guys first get over your real first real loves, the first people you felt like you were madly in love with and were going to marry? I feel like that feeling, I feel like feeling that way again is impossible. Lo- okay. Lots of love, l- l- anonymous. Allow me to free your soul. Yes. You had an experience with a perfect being that you, I mean, obviously found flaws with, but you never got to go deep with them ever. You never even got to get in a relationship with them, so you don't know how much yeah. they suck. What I would call what you just experienced is infatuation. Yes, that big time. was not love. I'm sorry. You didn't get to go in the nitty gritty. I don't take it back. 
That's not love. That's not love. It's infatuation. It's commonly mistaken for love. And that's why I feel like a lot of people, you know, get into bad marriages and, and the divorce like, rate is high. Well, and, in the beginning, yeah, of course we're obsessed. But he, now it's like whatever. Right. But no, it's not like that. No, Actually, that's if not you build a relationship, like you're building a house. Yeah. But nobody does that for some reason. They just go like, oh my God, like the, these plans are so great. I'm so excited about this. And and but they once you lay the house, you have to do a brick by brick by brick. Yeah, and obviously I I wasn't there. I don't know your. I don't really know the situation with my eyeballs. But I can tell you that in high school, end of high school, like just out of high school, basically, I had a best friend who was a guy. And during this time, I did not know this. We just got along really, really well. It ain't so. And I. And no. <laughs> no. I had a boyfriend all through all through oh. high school and then I was single during this time and we just like really like we we hung out all the time. We played board games. We'd always crush everybody in board games when we were you on the same team. You can't believe it. And we would play video games. We'd watch stand up comedy it. together. We got it. And yeah, all that time though, I never had feelings for him ever. I, like really just was so ha- like happy that my best friend was a guy. But then I He's noticed like, You're a cunt. he would get kind of like offended <laughs> if I kind of had a crush on another guy or like I mentioned liking a guy or and then and then he got a girlfriend well, during this time. But he invited me on all of their dates and it was really weird for her. What? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, what I'm trying to say is I feel like he you're pro- on deck the whole I, time. I feel like in his mind, he probably felt like you like, oh, I know she loves me back because there's no way i could feel this way about a person and then they don't love me back but i really didn't have any feelings i'm just i guess it could have been considered flirty but it, in my mind it was just because we were really good friends you know and so maybe you're just misinterpreting what you think is flirty because if you guys have never hooked up you've never dated and you're blaming it on that no. he's still hung up on his ex i don't no. think that's the case let me handle this for you i don't think that's the case this is a guy who just couldn't pull the trigger because he didn't know what the fuck was going on he didn't know what to do about this. I've been there before. That's why I say that so confidently. He just didn't know that you kind of liked him. He thought, oh, this is pretty platonic. And I don't want to sour that, but I really do like you. And then he kept you at an arm's length because he was scared of your ability to hurt him. And Wait, I think, you think that you got all that from this message? Absolutely. I, I guess I didn't see the times she says she's like obsessed with this cat no i know but was he obsessed with her back yes wait how do you know that um look uh, okay with guys unrequited love guys don't spend this much time with chicks like this if it's not for for something else i'm sorry it doesn't happen Mm, if guys want to hook up with you they're gonna hook up with you it doesn't even matter not all guys some guys aren't sure that it's time to take the shot and they learn years later that it's time to take the shot two different perspectives like i said i wasn't there so i can't really say for sure for a fact but i can say for sure for a fact that it ain't love he didn't have the base level of confidence to pull the trigger with you it sounds like you weren't sure either and then there's a lot of resentment and regret because of that that's what i think hmm yeah may i mean maybe i think you're projecting a little bit from your life because absolutely not i don't even i never had i went through this one time because, well, did you end up uh, telling the girl that you hate drama and that no. she's create, she created drama in her mind? No, but there are guys out there who are insecure yeah. and, and who, by the way, when girls confront them about things, they go, you're just making drama, but they're just using it as an out. Okay, but I'm saying if you liked someone that much, like, why would you do that? It's not about logic. It's about the fuzzies it's about the feelings that you get when you're with huh. this person like it's you don't do things logical i'm telling you okay well then if that was the case then maybe the timing wasn't right but it I, sounds like that to me it sounds like he just wasn't into you that you were it was a one-way infatuation that could be that that's what it sounds like that to me well but be. you know we have two different perspectives from two different experiences so i can't i can't say for sure no it's, it's hard because we don't have all the info. And we don't have his yeah. perspective either. So, and um, by the way, I'm not on his team. Uh, oh, I am. I'm fully wearing his jersey. <laughs> no. Because like, I mean, you said he's sexist and stuff. This, see, these are the things that clue me in that I feel like he wasn't, it wasn't reciprocated because you're telling me all these, all of his flaws, but you're willing to overlook them because you're infatuated with him. Mm, that's you know? a good point. That's a good and point. And I feel like he kind of was, 
maybe maybe those things where he's his kind of being mean to you to keep you at a distance to like to give you a signal that he's not interested but yeah you know, i don't know I don't, that's a very good point i don't know but i'm sorry you will find actual love you just have to be open to it and you have to work on yourself to know like really who you are and what your value is so that you know when someone else can recognize that yeah is really what it's yeah, about for sure and when someone else can recognize like be like yeah you are exactly what i what you think you are the key is you're, you're looking for somebody who's looking for what you're looking for that's it that's the key because we were both the person in the relationship who were like I'm more into the other person yeah. than they're into me. And we both I'm found each romantic, other. I'm more romantic. I'm more sentimental. It's not like that at all. It's like, it's, oh, you love me so much and I love you so much. And it's like, hey, bro. Whoa, this if is crazy. you can be very clear on your life values and your core principles and the type of person you get along with. Yeah, you can build something. Up. You can. You will know when you find it. Yeah. Okay. Hope that helped. Next question says to keep going or to stop. That's what he said. <laughs> I don't get it. And then I said, stop. It's been way oh, too long. I, I get it now. Yeah. That's, w- that, was, was it? that was painful for me. Mm. I don't think you get it. I don't think you get it. I think I got it pretty good. Okay. Dear Nikki and Steve, I love the podcast, the vlogs, the JK episodes, the kittens and coffee jewelry. Oh my God, thank you. Kittensandcoffee.com, everybody. And everything you guys... And the crypto corner? Oh, no, no. And everything you guys do. Everything you guys do. It's not there. Okay. It's all all encompassing. My bad, my bad. I actually adopted a kitten I found on the street and can't help but feel that now I'm more connected to you too. LOL. (laughs) I want to steal your kitten. And like a true fan of this show, I have a relationship question. Perfect. So true. Okay, so... My husband and I have been married for almost seven years. You know where this is going. I don't, actually. Oh. We got married when I was 20 years old. Okay, now I kind of know what yeah, this is Yeah, I get it, I get it. He was 25 and I was pregnant with our son. For many years, we put our relationship on the back burner and focused on finishing school, getting good jobs. Ooh, sorry about that. Buying a house and raising our child. From an outsider's perspective, we have a super cute family and life. The truth is, we have both been unhappy with each other for years. Besides the day-to-day arguments like dirty dishes and laundry on the floor, we have bigger issues. Our sex life has been very not been very emotionally fulfilling. My husband has changed careers three times during our marriage, and he's thinking about doing it again. We're raising a really good child, but we can't seem to get on the same page about parenting. But I think one of the biggest issues is that I have big dreams and I've worked really hard over the past seven years to achieve them. But my husband is kind of lazy and tends to just settle for, quote, just enough. Our perspectives and goals in life are completely unaligned. Over the past months, we have been very open about our emotions towards the relationship. We decided to split up in May 2021, but we still live together. We've been sorting and separating our finances. We have even talked about how we plan on separating our assets. Even though we've both tried, we just haven't gotten the spark back. It feels like we're slowly slowly moving towards divorce, and I don't know if I'm making the worst mistake of my life. He's a good man, but I'm not in love with him. Should I keep trying to make this work for the family, the kid, the financial freedom? Thank you for reading. Lava you, Anonymous. If it's for the family, for the kid, for the financial freedom, then no. No. If it's for you and because you see something there, then of course. No, I think she answered her own question in this. I think she did too, but I just wanted to help her see it uh, neutrally. I didn't see we've been we've been separating everything and we split up and I'm devastated. Yeah, I'm so I heartbroken. Love I love him. I'm realizing all the things yeah. I miss about him. Yeah. I didn't hear any of that. So it just doesn't... It seems like it's mutual. We've watched Avengers Endgame and we Look, both cried when Black Widow died. They, yeah, everyone did that. When you find someone at 20... It's just very rare that it works out. You don't know who you are yet at 20. And you and even if you do know who you are, your partner has a, a slim chance of knowing who they are. And so most likely you guys are going to grow apart, which it sounds like you have. Like you have big goals, he doesn't. He changes careers a lot. You like stability. You uh you have different parenting I mean all the things you mentioned. And you didn't know any of that when you were 20 because you were 20. And you're kids and you don't know much about anything other than high school. That's like all you, you've you lived with. But at least you got to build a family together. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fine. Like, you'll learn more as you go. Like, I'm not a parent, but I you don't get a manual with parenting. Exactly. So I know how hard that is. Um, and I, I'm sure if he is a good guy, you'll make great co-parents. Yeah. But you both deserve to be happy. 
And I don't think, I think you guys are just going to drag each other down if you're not in love with each other and you don't really have the same core values. I mean, is he fighting for it? Doesn't sound like it. It doesn't sound like anybody's fighting for it. No one's fighting for it. If there's nobody fighting for it, then what are you fighting for? Exactly. Oh, that's such a good line. Can you write that down? No. Okay. Can somebody write that down for me? Don't write it down. Hey, Mark, can you write that down and email that to me? Put the pen down. Thank you, Mark. Oh, Mark always has my back. Thanks, Mark. (laughs) Yeah, I just don't think that, I mean, you have so much of your life left. You have so much. You're, you know, I don't know, you're in your 20s still. So, like, eat. If you think about how much time you spent with them and you're like, oh, I put put seven years in, you know, like, oh, then he's a good guy. I should just stick around. No, no. You you feel like this now, seven years in? How are you going to feel 30 years in? You're going to feel like you w- wasted a lot of time. You missed out on a lot of time. Stop writing it down. If nobody has that fighting. If nobody has that fighting, then what? Nobody wrote it down. If nobody has that fighting, then what? Then how are you even Try fighting? to give some good advice, but you just keep. If you nobody just, has that fighting, then how are you even fighting? That's what the line was, right? All right. Well, I hope that helped. Okay, maybe I'm gonna separate my stuff from right here because I'm getting real, real pissed, off, real pissed <laughs> off. All right, this one is uh, it's titled "All the Loves Plus Here for the Vibe." Perfect. Hey, Nikki and Steve, my name is Courtney, and I've been following you guys for years. You two are couples goals, and there's a heart emoji. Thank you so much. Thank oh my you. God, yes. You mean this guy too, though? Hey, wait, like wait, wait, both of us are yeah, couples goals. Yeah, yeah. Both of us. Yeah. Or just me. Let's clarify, you know, whenever you get a chance. Hey, I'm. they call me the cat gatherer. They don't. I, I gathered no quite one, a few cats. No, they don't. Okay. I've always felt like Nikki and I are the same person, and she has influenced my life in many ways. Oh, my God. You're, you're amazing, then. One of my favorite things is when Steve talks super passionately about a topic because I find it really motivating. Oh, oh he cute. just did a whole episode on, on Steven Seagal, so you'll, you'll dig that. Yeah. Anyways, I just wanted to thank you guys for all the advice, especially to Nikki for opening up about your anxiety and depression. It has inspired me to seek therapy for both issues. Oh my God, that's awesome. Congrats. Like truly, that's seek, really great. If if we if all we ever did was get more people to seek therapy, yeah. we would be very happy. Dude, if the, if the world got therapy, oh. we would be so much more peaceful. We should peaceful. subsidize therapy. Let's go. <laughs> I wish my taxes could go to pe- paying uh, for, for people's real. therapy. For real, I do too. I had my first therapy session today and I'm really hopeful that talking with a therapist is going to be a big help. Thanks That's again, great. Courtney. Hey, You're Courtney, let Courtney. us know how it goes. Hell really. yeah. Slap it high That's to you. That's awesome. Dude. Keep us posted. And if you haven't gone to therapy yet, go to therapy. Please. People listening. Please. That's my expert advice. No, because people always hit us up and like, hey, you know, we would love to know what you think. And we're like, go to therapy. That's what we think. Yeah, that is what we think. <laughs> and, and, I mean, not, that doesn't mean don't don't talk to us, but we, we understand that things are deeper than a lot of people give them credit for. Okay. <laughs> this one has a really funny title okay um <laughs> i don't know if you're in it <laughs> okay the, i'll just read the title and yeah, you yeah. tell me if you're into it okay stdty question in parentheses 2.5 minute read time uh colon mildly yes, I'm in. relationship adjacent I'm in. I'm in. plus fun bonus i'm in, I'm in. it's so accurate i'm so in <laughs> i love that you timed it okay hold on let me time it too okay hold on okay give me give me one second okay okay have Just so you know, I read faster in my head, though. Okay. Go ahead. Hello, Sticky. I thought you guys and some of the listeners might enjoy the below being asked on the podcast. No need to keep me anonymous at all. First of all, praise. I love you both dearly. You're so truly wise and offer such thoughtful, well-researched information on every episode. Oh, my God. Thank you so okay. much. I couldn't help but to fall in love with everything you both do. I binge the vlogs, Tasty Tuesdays, Sticky Shows daily on my lunch hour and at work. I can't get enough. And the thinning. Thank you for the, watching. Is the thinning number two in there? No. Okay. You're ruining the read time. Sorry. Main question. I'm pretty sure it was an episode of Shit They Don't Tell You that introduced the idea of creating a list of definite needs slash deal breakers slash red flags in regards to dating. If not, please correct me. Might have been Big Mood, our chief competitor. Hey, Mark, cut that. Thanks. This list would be concise five to ten-ish items and demonstrate hard no's or hard yeses for a person to better navigate finding potential partners efficiently and effectively. Of course, it could be used in other situations as well, apartment hunting, job searches, etc. I cannot remember which episode it would have been featured in, so I figured I'd ask, can you quickly go over this process and how you may have used it? Do you remember the episode? And three, how does one follow up and keep themselves accountable once a list has been established? Feel free to jump down to the bonus question if all this is nonsense. Okay. Okay. Well, well, should I finish reading or should I go to that question? That wasn't the main question. That wasn't the main question. There was no main question. No, that was the main question. Oh, sorry. That was the main question. Sorry. 
But what was the question? Okay, background. I hate dating and love being alone. I am a true introvert and have always been 100% happier on my own versus the time I have been in a relationship or dating. Because of this, I think the affirmation list method would help me be more selective and waste less of my time when I do decide to try dating again. There's a asterisk after that, so we'll read the note. <laughs> I, I tend to dismiss certain annoyances or red flags in the beginning, yes, and the whole thing ends in a pile of irritation and resentment. I date lists. There's two asterisks <laughs> after that one. Okay, the first asterisk, okay. I hate the process of dating, but the idea of a healthy relationship is appealing. Okay. The second okay. asterisk, I identify as a gray sexual on the asexual scale, so the lack of dating is not all due to me being jaded, I swear. Please fill out this list if you would like to date me. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, bonus question. If you have time or in in case the first question is too blah. We got time for you. Oh, we got so much time. Okay, <laughs> so you both are always answering our questions, so here's one for you. If you had the choice of another any other profession in the world, which would you choose? For example, I dreamt of becoming a forensic veterinarian once I decided once I started my master's program in forensics, but later decided vet school was too much work to probably end up poor and sad 24/7. If it wasn't so depressing, I may have reconsidered after building my resume post grad. Thanks, Bianca. Bianca, that was two minutes and forty one seconds. Wow. Thanks to Steve Green interruptions. Exactly, mostly. it would have uh, been an, an accurate. You, you read. have to time that though if you're going to do this. You got to time the the, uh, the thanking for the praise and the Steve Green interruption. Thank interrupt. you very much. Okay. Uh, what so, would I do other than what we're doing right now? In all honesty, I think I would probably be doing something like programming wise, Solidity for the blockchain, where I would try to take healthcare and make it uh, affordable via via cryptocurrencies. Like basically um, helping people have like more independence from our healthcare system uh, using crypto. I'll be a professional poker player. And so, 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 so I was going more selfish. I want to help. Uh, yeah, she's I was just, just trying just to help, help the world. She's trying to help. I want to help the world. I was just trying to help myself. I would do charity because rounds. I'm like, well, I drink a monster a day. I need healthcare. I would Later. do tournaments. And Nikki's thinking about other people. And I'm thinking about how everyone would see me kill it. Like Nikki's just thinking about how she's really it. bad at poker. Scorch so she's going to be earth. donating lots of money to a lot of people. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, that was sick though. Good burn. Thank you, thank you. No, I always, I feel like I changed my, what would I be doing if I wasn't this thing in my head all the time? Like, you know, last year I was like, maybe I want to start a hedge fund. And then like, uh, I, like I'll, I was telling Steve that my retirement dreams are just to do all my crafts and sell my wares at farmer's markets. Yes. Like live in a beach town, make candles, sell them at farmer's markets. And just, you know, and I don't really need the money. Like I'll just be like one of those people that has lots of money that you wouldn't know because they dress like garbage. And they just, <laughs> I would just sell my candles and I'd have little things for the kids. And... I would have like my personal favorites and I would talk about them to anyone that would listen <laughs> and I'd have free lemonade and that's all I want to do. That's truly like if I, I had my dream of if dreams, you guys even knew, she would talk my about dream of so dreams, <laughs> just live in a beach town and sell my wares. <laughs> yeah. That's not a career. So professional poker player. Right. So there it is. Where I'm at right now. Right. You're just thinking of the people. That wasn't the main question. That was the, just the bonus question. Well, wait, what was the main the question? The main question was the list thing. Okay, so I don't remember exactly what episode you were listening to. Um, I did have a list when I re-entered the dating scene for wait, the wait, first time. Wait, wait, explain the list real quick. I am. Will you just not oh, talk? Wait. I will list. I'm explaining it right now in but front of your very the ears. List like I know what I'm it is. about to okay. explain the list. Holy Perfect. shit. Thank you. Okay, so the only list that I can think of that I have ever talked about or mentioned, besides a Red Flags episode we did on Big Moot, but that was not my personal process, it was just us naming Red Flags, is when I first entered the dating scene back in my mid-20s, and I realized that I had a pattern of guys that I dated, and it never worked out, and I would always end up heartbroken and sad and it, it never worked out. And I went back and actually read all my old journals because I keep a daily journal. And I went back like five years and I was having the exact same relationship problems with a different dude. And so I was like, shit, you know, maybe I'm the problem. Maybe I need to fix something like set standards, like set, like maybe I need to get very specific on the type of guy that I want to date. And so I sat and I made a list of all the qualities that I'm not willing to settle on. 
like these this person has to have these qualities and they cannot have these red flag qualities can i just say though i think that this person's problem yes. is too many lists maybe but maybe she could find someone with with also that likes lists yeah i know but you sometimes you got to just say fuck it a little mm. bit and just experience life a little bit so you know exactly what you want and not what you think you want first definitely experience life first that's all okay so i wouldn't have known what to put on the list exactly. if i didn't experience what i didn't like first. that's what i'm saying and there were certain aspects obviously with those guys that i did like you know so i would pick and choose like oh well i really like this from this guy but it wasn't enough to compensate for all of the negative things that happened you gotta stop planning your life you yeah you really do that's all i, I don't I know think, if you said how old you are but i think that based on the way that they you know gave us this information and the way that they categorized it by the way very neat very tidy all that stuff but you're trying to plan your life out and you you gotta stop that especially when it comes to relationships okay one key information point that you put in the background is that you love being alone and that you've always been happier on your own versus the time you've been in relationships or dating. Okay, here's the thing. So I love being alone. What your potential partner should give you is like, it, it shouldn't take away from the happiness you feel when you're alone. Yes. It just adds to it. Yes. So I still get to be alone. Mm -hmm. I'm alone a lot of the day and a lot of the week and it's great. I recharge and then I get to spend quality time with my partner later. So we'll have a day or date night or we'll have like, oh, you want to watch Survivor tonight or whatever. Yep. And I know in my mind that that's happening later and it just adds to my life. And I love his company. And we look forward to it. And we look forward because to it. Because of that. Because we have mm -hmm. those, those set things that we do that give you time to recharge. Yeah. yeah. It enriches my life and it doesn't take away from it. And that's what you need as a partner that doesn't drain you, but actually adds to your life. And she and maybe wouldn't have known that had she not experienced me. And so I'm just saying, yeah, like, I think that it's good to not plan your shit and just go find people and build Figure your out boundaries what you like and don't way. like. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Because yes. you're never going to know if you don't. No way. You will narrow it down later. But how can you start if you're narrowing it down already? That's why they have samples at Costco Damn and right. at, at Trader Joe's because you don't know what you don't know. And the Home Depot and Lowe's. You could love it. You could hate it. They've got color swatches. And you then take it, it home. If you love it, you just buy it. They usually have it right there. Hey, why do they let you take it home? Oh, so you can put it up on the wall with your light conditions and see if it works for you, right? Yeah. You don't get to just check it out in the store under their halogen bulbs. No one a, has those kinds of lighting conditions. No one has conditions. And thank God. Thank God for that. It'd be a drugstore in every single home. So yeah, it should. it's customized to you. Isn't that beautiful? Maybe that's a person that would fit in some other person's home. Maybe not your home. But maybe they fit in a lot of homes. If you were a paint swatch color, what what would you be? Rouge. Really? Oh, yeah. I paint you as more of a blue person because you're always wearing blue. What color is rouge again? Well, you also your last name's green. Why would you pick rouge? This is like rouge. I, I didn't even know. I just I literally just hit, I went Did to my tree. Did it subconsciously go into no. your mind? No. I just went to my tree. You just wanted to say rouge. You didn't even know what color it was. We can go to break. I wish I said uh, it's not even a color. You should have. I wouldn't have known. <laughs> All right. We're going to go on a break. But when we come back, we have more of your questions. Thank you for asking. My them. tree is, a, is an improv reference. I'm sorry. It's where I, I stack things that I've, I've heard or seen. Nobody lately. cares. And I apologize. I don't forgive you. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. 
answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out huge amounts. Like, we're not desperate. We're like kind of desperate. We're giving shout outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So huge shout out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, huge shout out right now to Mark. Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Blake. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> and we're back on the Should They Don't Tell You podcast. I'm Nikki Limo, and we're going to answer more of your questions. Welcome back. Oh, we're here to answer more of your questions here on the Should They Don't Tell You podcast. the Should They Don't Tell You podcast. Okay, next caller here live on the air. This is a funny topic question. Okay. It's just in all caps, so I can't not read it yelling. So it's, is this a deal breaker for women? Oh, shit. Sorry, Mark. Hey, guys. I've never been in a relationship in my entire life. 25 years. (laughs) (laughs) Open with the brag, why don't you? However, I would look at, uh, wait, however, I've been a bad man by using escorts and hookers for sex a lot. Mm. Recently at my work, there is a girl that's interested in me and I plan on asking her out and seeing where this leads to. I was wondering if men paying for sex is a deal breaker for women and how would one discuss about it once they're in a relationship? P.S. I would like to stay anonymous. Kind okay, regards. I'm going to take this one. Go for it. No, please. Oh. <laughs> Like how could I? Um, I just feel like it's a case by case. Every woman's different, so you can't just. Before we get together, that's a case by case basis. So yeah, for me, I would probably. um, I don't know if it'd be a deal breaker. I'd have to get to know you first. Like that's. I don't think your past defines who you are now. I also, you know, I think sex workers are. I have a lot of sex worker friends. I'm not a lot, but like I, I have a few sex worker friends and. So I'm not like going to shame sex workers. And um, I have to say, I had an ex who might as well have been a hooker. What do you think of that? What? Yeah, she she might as well have been a hooker. Okay. From as much as she as, as she got around. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. So what do you think of that part? How do you judge me now? Um, I don't know how to answer that. Okay. Wow. You're very open-minded and cool. Thank you. Yeah. All right, so back to this person's question. Um, I don't think I would bring it up right away if that's what you're asking. Yeah, like I think that's kind of a way to scare somebody off. Um, But if you guys are gelling and you guys end up becoming something, I mean, more serious, obviously get tested. Make sure you get tested before you engage in any sort of intercourse. Be safe, please. But um, if... You guys end up developing serious feelings for each other. I don't know if it would be a deal breaker. This is why shit they don't tell you officially believes that hookers should be regulated. Mm-hmm. Because then you don't have to worry about the STD thing. Yeah. That would be a non, non-issue. non Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think it should be illegal. I think it should be. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 
like they have in other countries. So that's what we wish for, but. But hey, we don't make the laws here. Sure don't. If we did, there'd be a lot less taxes. Am I right? <laughs> hey, a lot more hats too. A lot more hat wearers out there. I think mm-hmm. I'd make it cool to wear hats again. Mm-hmm. It's as it, is, it, is it not cool to wear hats? It would be mandatory some in some states. Mandatory? Yep. Mm. Okay, well, I'm not voting for you. Please consider me. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I uh, I think approach it. Use your best instincts. I, I guess my thing is why would you bring it up? <laughs> well, I think it's, it's important to be honest yeah, and transparent. open no that's good but not right off the bat right like no no one's bringing out all their skeletons right no. off the bat you know people have a number of different things in their past that imagine you're you're on your first date and you bring all your skeletons out yeah exactly like, that's what i'm saying so on, like you know make sure there's something there first Tiny. get tested be safe mm-hmm. but then like you know Feel it out. Like maybe a year, maybe six months to a year into it. Like when you guys are solid. If you're tested on your first date and stuff, you don't owe her anything as far as like your past or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. As long as you're not OJ Simpson and you're like, I don't know why everybody freaks out when I come into a room. (laughs) I think it'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, good luck for you. Good luck, bro. Okay. All right. For the next question. This one's titled, how do I stop craving men's validation? A great question. Um, hi, Nikki and Steve. Feel free to give me a fake name. Okay, Valerie. Oh, I, just oh. Had, to, I had to check and make sure that wasn't her actual no, name. It wasn't. Um, okay, I'm just going to get straight to it. I crave men's validation, and I don't know how to stop. I don't even know if I'm into men. I just want them to validate me. <laughs> I like that line. It's really funny. <laughs> I know this is definitely connected to my complicated relationship to my dad who passed away less than two years ago. Oh, condolences. Yeah, sorry uh, about that. Long story short, we had a lot of interests in common. We were the two artsy people in our family, but he had anger issues and would get really mad at me and everyone else all the time for very small things. Can't relate at all. And at times I would even feel unloved by him. Now, whenever I meet a guy around my age, it is almost like I get a small crush on them. But if they were to ask me out, I would lose interest. I just need proof that they don't dislike me. I don't purposely flirt or lead them on because that would be really mean since I'm not actually interested in them. But I try to look pretty around them and try to interact and banter with them until I have some type of proof that they don't dislike me. Holy absolute shit. The proof can be anything from purposely sitting with me during lunch at work to asking me out. This kind of overlaps with another problem I have. I always feel like people secretly dislike me. I've gotten a little bit better lately, but I still feel it very often. I'm just not as bothered by it as I used to be. I'm sorry if this is a little all over the place, but am I wondering if you have been through something similar and if you have any advice for how to break this habit? In case it would help, I'm about to turn 20 and my personality is very similar to Nikki. We actually got the same MBTI and Enneagram personalities, if I remember correctly. Except I don't like alcohol. He That's the personality test okay. we took. We took them. All right, but Thank for, for the those great podcast. Who, are, who are uninitiated. Um, the Myers-Briggs personality test and the Enneagram. Yeah. Um, so my Myers-Briggs is INFJ and my Enneagram is a four wing three. Um, but yes, I relate heavily to that. I relate. Yeah. Yeah. I always kind of think that people don't like me. Yeah, true. I also think that uh, in the past, and this was in regards to that other person's question, uh, one of my patterns for dating was I would date guys who I really needed to win their approval. Mm-hmm. You know, like they didn't just like anybody. Like they, mm. they like hardly liked anybody, yes. you know? And so I felt really special when they liked me. Yes. And I felt like I earned it. But if someone were to like me right off the bat, like if they just like throw out likes, like they just crush on me, I just don't like them that much. Like, that makes sense. you know, it's weird because it's like, I want them to like me, but I don't really like them. Because they gave it too freely, you know? But that's, I think, just psychology, right? Sure, but also... Like that's just how people are. If you give me something too easily, then I understand I can get it very easily. Yeah, but also, even guys that I'm not into, okay. if they're just hard to win over, it's like a personal challenge that I want to win them over, hmm. you know? I don't even know if it's just guys either. I think it's girls too. I think that too with you, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I just... But I think guys is more you see it more of a challenge fulfilling okay Mm, i don't see it as more of a challenge no it's actually harder to win females approvals but i didn't have a problem with my mom 
So exactly. it's it's more like a guy thing. Yeah. And I do think it's related to my dad. Of course. And is. my dad was very similar to your Huge dad. Shout out Ben Lee Musner. He's, <laughs> he's actually turned a corner recently. We've oh, yeah. got we've been he's very open with it and, and it's been really nice. Um but yeah, like I definitely like I mentioned poker earlier and when I was I've been going to the casinos and being at the poker tables yeah. and I don't really care about beating certain people, but some guys at the table, it really means a lot when yeah, I win their respect. For sure. You know? Plus, it's great that you're normalizing poker addiction. <laughs> I love it. It's not an I addiction. It it's a passion well, and a hobby. Happen. I think it's good. I think it should happen. Uh, listen, obviously, you kind of um, like self-diagnosed yourself. You kind of know what's going on. And you're so young, so good for you for good being for so you. self-aware. Yeah, you're very self-aware. Yeah. Um, take that with you into combat, right? Like, that's something that you're fighting um it doesn't mean that you are going to enter every battlefield with the right weapon and know exactly what to do but you kind of know your station and wh what you kind of do and and it's good to take that with you and know that that's what you're doing and maybe you'll meet someone cool out of it maybe you won't but don't don't try to self-diagnose yourself because of your inclination just try to recognize that you do this and just let life happen it's hard though. It's very hard. I, I'm, I'm. Look, I have the benefit of being a, a neutral observer who's yeah. merely telling her secretly thinking that, or thinking that people secretly dislike you is hard to overcome. And needing their approval, needing their it's approval. It's like it's your own insecurities. Of course it is. Obviously, of course it is. But but you know, some people channel that into comedy. Like some yeah. people channel that into very successful careers in a lot of different fields. So mm -hmm. I, I, I don't think that this will be a problem for you. Like the way that you may be seeing it, um, maybe you could you could. Uh, use the inertia and the momentum of this to turn it into something great for yourself yeah really i really do believe that but but yeah don't be don't be it's bitch though either like that's the thing that you're worried about right you're worried about it controlling you and that i think you can get control of that because you recognize it so i think as you heal your issues too and and recognize your own patterns and break them Exactly. But recognizing and staying present with your patterns and knowing that your patterns are there right with you right now. And what can we do about that? Like, I think that's really healthy yeah. to know. Good for you. Yeah. You're dealing with your shit. Good job, Valerie. Good for you, Valerie. Huh? Can we say her name? Valerie. Well, it's that's not her real name. I gave her a fake name. It sure is similar. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this one's titled That Dating Stuff. Okay. Hello, Nikki and Steve. Such a great podcast. Doing great, my loves. Aw, that's oh, sweet. Thank you so much. I will give you some background on me and then dive into the question to allow a better discussion topic. <laughs> I like that. Let me go, you preface this. Yeah. So, I am in my early 20s and I have been living on Montreal on my own. Hey, I, we've been there. Shout yeah, out. we've been there a few times. Huge shout out. Huge shout out. I, re I have really loved the city and moving here has changed me greatly. I meet a therapist at one point because I felt my life was not all that it was and I was missing something. I got diagnosed with social anxiety and have been working on it a lot. I know with the pandemic, it was hard at some point to socialize, but I joined a women's collective for art. I even went to campus to make work. I contacted friends of mine and have been more open about it, taking classes I want to take and planning on French stuff and taking action on the career I want which is a creative direction and moving to a new neighborhood and made friends there. I will say I made a lot of work. Old me would have been more afraid and I feel I'm getting better. The only department I want to tackle is dating. I've been reading and learning more about seduction, but it's, well, I think the ideal partner stuff. The thing I keep running into is the guy I found out either has a girlfriend or due to my anxiety and lack of scare, a lack of sacredness, I would kind of fuck it up somehow. Or the guys are dismissive and I waste my time on dudes who I never would be in a relationship with. Super sad thing. I met a guy at set and honestly, he's a super dope dude and we had a bit of chemistry and laughing happened. He reads. He bo We both traveled in the same places and he's such a nice dude and super helpful on set with a sick octopus tattoo. But I <laughs> stalked his Insta and he has a girlfriend. Never pictures together, but he is her photographer and they went on trips and one post said, with you, heart emoji. And someone commented, love is in the air. I go, yeah, they're dating, which good for him. I just kind of hate meeting guys knowing that they have a girlfriend or are scared to ask if they do and then ruin the potential. Side note, she's a model, acts gorgeous, and I feel like a slob. And I should I, I, I think I should try to be as pretty as her? Question mark. Whoa. <laughs> I, I guess the thing is I see a guy and I mentally 
like something gets stuck in the what ifs and then I get a disappointment. It kind of sucks because I want to have a boyfriend really badly and a guy that works with me and a guy that works with me. And I just don't think, I just don't know how much to focus on it. All my friends around me are relationships, are in relationships and the ones that are loving and these people are just their own, it's like their twin flame. Am I just, and I'm just wondering, where's mine? Do I work on myself more? I know that with, uh, with that guy, I, nothing can happen and I just move on. But there, where's the balance of living my life, speaking French and finding love? Thanks and hope I hope you can answer. Love you. Take the pressure off out there. There's a lot of pressure on all these interactions. No, yeah. Just got to chill out a little bit. People, when you get to like, where's my twin flame? Where's my guy? You're, where's you're, my person? Yeah, you're, you're fucking your expectations up. You're there. not presenting yourself. If you do happen to run across your actual soulmate, you're not presenting yourself in a way that Hell no. would make you open to that person. So if Nikki Lima Green, when I met her, knew that she would walk into my office earlier today and she's like, hey, what video are you watching right now? And I was like, well, um, I'm watching how to exponentially search on blockchains. And you're like, what? You, you looked at me like, I might as well have been having sex with an animal. And that's and, I, and that's being honest. I don't know. It's kind of mundane for you're me. Disgusted. I, I just kind of walked and I'm by. Not, I'm not overly building up that moment. I only walked by you to go to the bathroom. You were disgusted with me. Mm. And that's what I'm saying is like, you know, don't build up all this shit so much where you're like, Jesus, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good advice. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I just think that when you know who you are, it really does, you're not so concerned with whether or not someone sees it, you know? Like if, I mean, I knew who I was when I met Steve and when he became single, I knew that he seemed like the type of person that I would want to be with. Like that, that, that was exactly my template for the type of guy that I wanted to be with. At least in my mind, those were the qualities he had. But if I had put all that pressure on him to like me back, I don't think I could have been myself, which would be then he's not judging the right thing because I'm not presenting myself because I'm trying to be what he might like yeah. rather than being me and yeah. and and in my head being like he's either going to accept it or not like and if he doesn't then that's not my twin flame and this happens to people too right where they they present that perfect thing because they know that that's what that person yeah. maybe wants and then they end up like three years down the road or whatever five years down the road going wait this isn't who I am yeah I'm devastated and then you have to keep up the act yeah or, or, or you have to fake it the whole time and you're no. miserable you don't know who you are anymore fuck that shit Way better to just know who you are own it Off and be like bat. I like you that's it and I mean I knew I, he was a boob guy I thought but I everyone thought that yeah I got I was like, I don't even have boobs, so you know what? He's just gonna have to you accept me. You do have me. boobs. Your boobs are underrated. I have to say, I the internet underrates your boobs. I do have C-cut boobs, but they They're don't. Big boobs. They don't look like it. They're big bobs, I think. Mm. Well, thank you. It's tired of the internet hating on your bobs. I'm sick of it. Yeah, stop hating on my bobs. Stop hating on them. They're big. I think. They used to think that's what he big has is. pretty big hands, and they fit. In his yeah, hands. they fit good. I got fucking oven mitts over here. It's just that all my friends have really big boobs. Well. Yeah. Thanks to the magic of the medical <laughs> community. True, that's true. Yeah, I mean that's you know, which yeah, is Yeah, but fine, anyway, which is normal. Stop putting pressure on yourself on and on others. You don't just be you. Like exactly. but really figure out who that is and really know it and really own it and really be happy with it. Like like spending time with you. Like you need to like spending time with you. So that you know what other people would like to spend time and with. And what they're missing like, what out about, on. What about you? What they're missing out on. They would like to spend time with. Yeah. And when, if, if the person doesn't like that thing, then not the person. I explain this. Listen, I have two little brothers. And so my job was to, to help guide them. And, and that might horrify some of you. Um, but <laughs> my biggest thing was always I told them when I walk into a room, I don't think anyone's better than me. And I don't think anyone is worse than me. Right. And that's the key, I think, to the whole thing. To the confidence experience. Mm-hmm. I don't ever go into a room and think, and you know, this is what's so funny. And I'll be very, very honest right now. That's what's so funny about people who like to hate on things that I've done mm-hmm. or like say movies that I've written or whatever. 
is they think that I go into experiences and go like, well, I did this and so I rock. But I don't do that. Mm -hmm. I actually just think it's awesome that people got to do anything at all. Yeah. And and so um, when I go into anywhere, I'm always, don't, I don't walk into a room and go, everyone's better than me. Oh, fuck. I need to sulk or like sit here or like sink. I, I walk into a room and go, hey, everyone, you know, makes things and everyone like, you know, tries. And like, I don't think anyone's better than me. I don't think anyone's worse than me. Oh, not me. I walked in a room and I'm like, everyone's better than me. Everyone's better than me. Blended, 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 <laughs> blended, blended, blended. And I try just, I just try my ass off. But it's only because I've experienced both, right? Where uh -huh. I've walked into a room with people that I remember watching on SNL when I was a kid. Yeah. And I'm in the room and I'm pitching shit and they're like, hey, that guy's, that guy knows what he's doing mm -hmm. and they'll single me out. And then I've been in a room with people that I'm like, damn, that guy's amazing. And then they don't do anything to me at all. Right. Mm -hmm. Like there's no interaction at all. And so I'm like, I'm like, you know, you have to find that thing. Totally. You have to find that little, like why I matter in these yeah. rooms. And usually I find that the times that I felt that way is just because I wasn't confident in the level that I was at. It's not that they, I thought they were intrinsically better than me. Yeah. It's just that I felt like they were more experienced or, had more of the things that I aspire to have. Well, listen, uh, a great a great director died today. His name is Richard Donner. He directed Superman. He directed like the, the Christopher Reeve Superman movie. Um, like he he directed a bunch of different stuff that everyone has seen before, and and he also directed things that people didn't like. And I think that there's something beautiful about people like like. Um, making things and just putting it out there and letting the world judge it and not doing this thing where it's like, well, if I make something good the first time, everything I make is good. Yeah. Or like if I make something good, like, like eventually I win an Oscar then everything after this has to be perfect. That's what's hard about being a creator it's too, impossible. because like, you know, as a creative person, you're constantly like exper experimenting with something new. And if you do that and people have these high expectations of you, you can't win. Yeah, you're never gonna you win. Never win. You just have to create from your soul and stuff. But anyway, I, I think we're getting way off track. But the I point think we're is dead on track. Point is, it's all com it all comes down to security and confidence in yourself and valuing what you bring to the table. Listen, even something as iconic as the Tower of Terror gets replaced by the Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm talking about Disneyland rides right now. It's actually California Adventure Ride, but and I'm talking about California Adventure Rides now. And Mark will cut cut out the previous thing, and he'll make me look like a badass. Thank you, Mark. Oh, thanks, Mark. The That's guy. So sweet of you. Oh, All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shit They Don't Tell You. Ask us anything. If you have a question you would like to ask us, podcast at nikki.limo is your email that you want to email. Um, but we are not experts, so. Unless it's about Marshall Bruce Mathers the third, or crypto, or crypto, or take it away, Nikki. You got this. Thank you. What else is your husband good at? Yes, that's right. Take it away. Um, yep, that's right. Yep. Um, smashing the G spot. Oh. Well, you were, hey, thank you. Pretty good at it lately. I wouldn't have been that generous. <laughs> I know. I was trying to think of something that was a yeah. dig, but I actually, well, you, you. I actually thought of something you were good at. Well, you basically Google map it for me, so thank you. <laughs> that's why they call it a G spot. Hey, Google, and that's why they delete Google Maps because actually Apple Maps is better. So it is. Yeah. So Google we're Maps disappointed. Always goes redirecting, and I'm like, no, you were in the right spot. Like, what the? Stop redirecting. Stop. Like, or like, if I'm having a good time, stop going faster. Like, obey the speed limits, please. Thank you. It's like you guys are in our bedroom. Nikki's like, find the nearest gas station. <laughs> 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 Anyways, yeah, please check out our Patreon. We, we do uh, Crypto Corner on there. Patreon.com slash sticky. That's right. S-T-I-K-K-I. We also do a, a monthly do bonus live episodes with all you guys. I'm sure they don't tell you. And we do a monthly live stream. And get in the Discord. And we have a Discord chat. Discord is and the, the Discord best. community is awesome. Okay. We love you guys. All right. Bye. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. 
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com.